0: Twenty-first century Wishing you were here Rolling through those years got through those tears Still in my heart Never let you go girl Know I loved you so Baby in my heart You have known you know teddy yeah died in the 80. no lester more will you still baby 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 i always will but yeah lester baby we loved you always thought will be nothing left for me faded memories 21st century Wishing you were here yeah. Round through those years Round through those tears Baby in my heart Never let That's you go so. girl No, I love you so Baby in my heart
1: Thanks. That was uh, Luca Brazzi. Without a proud since uh, I what it was, 2005, something like that. Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, we'll, we'll be back next week. We got, we're going to have Vampire Radio again. That's going to be fun. You know, with Albert in the studio. This is Chris Albert, Roxy Roller signing out for now. And um, yeah, have a good week. We'll see you guys around next week, and uh, we'll have the podcast up with this shit. It'll be good. It'll be beautiful. All right. All right let's, let's, let's get this thing going. Hey, can you? Oh, shit. All right. We'll make it happen. No, I signed out. How am I going to get in? Okay, I guess go going to play something off this thing, and uh, I think Pam's doing a show. So everybody, keep it here, keep it real, on uh, Mutiny Radio. Home of a Whopper. I'm gonna, I'm gonna punch up a song for you. That was kind of fun. Uh, what should we play? Alice Cooper. That seems like a good one. Chris, and Alice Cooper's always a good idea. Last I checked. We'll find out if it is. Clones is good. Clones seems like the appropriate in these times. A song about clones. There we go. We'll be back with more next week. I'm
2: a cool I know fine. I'm more a way. I'm too doctor We we'll take an incubation another day. I'm all alone, so are we all We're all clones, all the one and all All are one and we all We destroy the government, we're destroying time No more problems on the way I'm too, doctor, we don't need your kind yeah, the ones, ugly I mean ones, good boys, wrong ones I'm all alone, so long ago We're all clones, all the one and one and all All the one and one and all Six is having problems, adjusting to its Six is having problems, adjusting to its clone status Destroy the government, destroy time, more problems on the way. And you, Doctor, we don't need your time. We got the ones, ugly ones, stupid boys, wrong ones, and all alone, so we We're all close. So are we all We're all close All are one and one are all All are one and one are all
1: song just keeps playing. We've heard it, right? Clones, clones. Clones of a clone. I don't know. So Pam was around. We're going to try to get this thing jacked up and everything. I think they're doing another show. I'd be happy to promote it. There's a couple. Hey, Liam's playing over there at the Condor and every Saturday. So we have an ex-drummer in in our band, uh, uh, Pleasure Parade. Uh, That's in the family. And, um, you know, it's all like the, the Chrome Spider uh, extension families. Because, you know, that thing's, it was kind of fun having that thing going for a while, Chrome Spider. was like kind of like being able to book shows outside of just you playing. And then you've been creating a lot of opportunities for other people. And it became this thing. There's not very many promoters who can make it happen in the Bay Area anymore as far as, like, booking shows for uh, acts that are out there, and uh, making it happen for the, like, you know, the bands want to get paid, there's so little money to go around, that if you're a promoter, you're wasting your time, I mean, really, like, you have to do it for the love of doing it, at this point, it's really like, you know, even if you take a 10% cut, it's like, you're almost robbing bands, A and then it's like, unless you're, you bring in a crowd, you know, like they're doing over at the Knockout, so we're gonna have, like, one of those shows come out, Okay, well, she can get it jacked up. It's cool. if She wants to do that. I'm just trying to keep it all live and on the air because I, I don't have the uh, password for this. I might have it in my head. I don't know. It's cool. It's cool. You want to be up, Chris? You're up. It's fine. You have got a mic there. Whatever. I don't. I don't know where. I can't even think because I'm here. I can't do 15 things at once. People like you know they want to have you know, have two conversations going on at once. And we're gonna so we're gonna punch up a song. Just so we have a transition here. Uh, thanks, yeah, Chris, for coming on. For spending yeah, two hours. Fun. That was that was a, that was a, a good time. Uh, yeah man. I mean, if your brain is uh, probably was already numbed by all the, the <laughs> responsibilities you have in <laughs> yeah. life, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like it was kind of like new growth. It was a little bit like a volcano. Have you been to Hawaii, by the way? Have you ever been there? No. You and Steve, you got to do that shit. You know, it's the kids that are kind of like just on their way, and they feel yeah. like they're kind of like then you got a little bit of time. And you say, okay, we got We got in two weeks. You know, it's from vacation. Let's go to the islands and just see something like a like first flying over the ocean, like three thousand miles of water. Yeah. Like, there's no landmass out there. It's crazy. <laughs> That's where, like in the deep sea, the ocean. There's mysteries still. Are there even? Do you think science has really like scoured every section of the earth, or is there still stuff we haven't seen? Well, we. Well, there's definitely spots we haven't checked out. I mean, we've mapped it, right? But we haven't gone to all those. And places. all the computer the yeah, graphics yeah, that they've done, yeah. rec- recreations of things. You yeah, know, like, they've like, gone. They've gone pretty deep. And there was like, like where the burning bush was. <laughs> <laughs> no, they've talked about it. like the Mount Sinai. They kind of go yeah. into. This. They've done these. I've seen some really crazy recreation Recreations, but. But you think that, but you're kind of more like, because you're a teacher, you get information, maybe us pedestrians, us uh, civilians don't. And is there some way you think that they've, they have kind of covered it all with the technology that's there today? Well, they, I don't think they've been able to get
2: a person completely down there. But they've, they've found, like, they've gone as far as where there's,
1: like, is there so creatures much water that, are, that produce their own light yeah dude yeah. They're, they're so dark and black and yeah. then they're, they're all the albino shit yeah. right yeah. all, all, it's crazy it's, wild, it's crazy though. the yeah. life forms that have thrived here like octopus yeah like you know they're they're one of the weirdest ones they are no spines they're smart as fuck yeah you know yeah. what I mean like they're the smart fact that something like they, they're they like they could figure their way out of a fucking a uh, 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 development here <laughs> like I wish I could de- figure out a way to not pulling out my cable like, <laughs> like, if I was an octopus I'd have this shit worked they out they can hide too anywhere. Sure gonna, so, like, so, yeah. like, when, like for I call him the little general uh, No, not that uh, We're talking about uh, the, the little the little, roughy dog out there Hey, so um, I guess I'm looking for this cable I don't know, it's alright It's alright, it's alright it's, right. it's, right. it's all gonna happen Hey, let's get a song out What do you think about that? Tell me if the song's playing now Black Sabbath, should we go there? Sure. Why not? Never, never, never say die No, let's not do that I don't want to play that song Yeah, it's playing No, no, I want, I want to hear N.I.B. No, Sweet Leaf Let's go Sweetleaf is it playing yeah okay cool hey uh the Roxy Roller Radio Show love you.
3: Your host
4: Pam Benjamin
3: here on Mutiny Radio on the Alticast. Sadly, I am Sans Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth. Sadly, Sans Sheriff. Oh, listen to me, being a writer, sticking words together in a fun way. Whoop de doo! We do have a special guest coming in today, Thomas Bridgman. A writer from Tim's Tesseract.com. Go check out that amazing web space. I uh, have a bunch of writers from Tim's Tesseract coming on today on the AltaCast. Not only the amazing Thomas Bridgman, also giving us a call all the way from St. Louis, Missouri. Old Dumbface himself, Steve Poggi giving us a call. Excited for that little light to light up and for him to light up our lives here on the AltaCast. What a joy. Hopefully we will get a spoiler-full recap and critique, maybe, or I don't know what he's gonna say about it, but of the new Last Jedi movie in the Star Wars saga. Our good buddy, old dumb Steve Poggi saw it on opening day. I still haven't seen it yet because I'm poor and can't afford movies. Uh, Hey, did have a great holiday time, specifically around those Christmas dates. Thanks so much to Jonathan Moore and the Moore slash Zimmerman family for being awesome and allowing me to be a part of many holiday fun times. Cousin Chrissy and sister Melissa drug policy alliance you know she's our good buddy Uh, but we all hung out it was awesome and I am such a dick I did not bring any gifts nor did my amazing life partner god I hate calling him my boyfriend (laughs) I say that every week I know but uh got so many gifts
4: and I didn't bring any gifts. I'm such a
3: jerk. I'm wearing some of my amazing gifts from Chrissy. She is a jewelry designer. I have this amazing new necklace that on one side says fuck and on the other side says love. Which side am I wearing right now? Yep, that's the fuck side. Also, she has a series of butthole jewelry. I have the first cast there, a pair of earrings she gave me years ago through Jonathan. But this is a new ring and she takes a cast of her butthole and then makes it into jewelry. She's a genius. I love it. We should look it up online and tell you guys where you can buy her amazing jewelry. She has this new, like, hand-molded cast of a hand giving the finger and there's, like, diamonds on it and it's all, in gold and... So, I didn't get that one for Christmas. It's like $3,200. <laughs> I was like, Jonathan was like, I wanted to get it for you for our anniversary. And I was like, don't do that. I don't think that my ex husband spent that much on my first engagement ring, which I used to wear but don't wear anymore. Anyway, uh, holiday times were really fun. I had a great time. And uh, super thanks. To Tony Sar and Eric Escobar for getting me on a last minute show in LA I got to be a part of the hip hop music festival it was um hip-hop awareness. It was so cool. We felt so cool. Um, I gotta guess that I didn't even have to do open mics. Isn't that great? I got on a show last minute in LA. So, yay. Everything worked out. I used to uh, really shit on LA quite a bit and uh, call it a soul-sucking wasteland of Lexuses, but it's actually really nice. The weather was great and they have public transportation there now. We took something called the Red Line from downtown all the way to Hollywood and it costs like (laughs) $2.75. It was only going to be $1.75 but we had to buy the little card so next time we go back we can tap. Anyway, I'm really happy and proud of LA for not being a shithole. I I thought, you know, I've I've just talked so much uh, bad news on them and they don't suck that much. Yay! Yay! Changing our minds. One city at a time. I mean, it's still part of California. How bad can it be, right? Uh, Until our good buddy Thomas Bridgman comes in, uh, I'd like to do a little year-in-review cap. Uh, Some of you might remember that LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth, my co-host tonight, at the beginning of this year, we were doing, every week, a a one-off. We were doing... um, raps where I'd take the quotes of people off the internet and then we would rap over them with just beats behind them. And the most amazing thing about my co-host Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, is that she had no script in front of her, no anything. She was just going off me and off the music and having a great time. So she's a talented, talented woman. Uh, these were all one at, uh, one-offs. I just found the quotes and then just started rapping them. Uh, the very first one was, I believe, 45 Alive, which was our, oh, no, the first one was Susan Olson. That's what started this all out on March 1st of last year was Susan Olson, because I I was, I uh, found it on the internets. I found... Susan Olsen had some amazing things that she said and I thought to myself, well let's get that going so uh, here was the first one of this year, this is uh, Trump Suppor- Olson. I, I think Trump supporters are funny to me, really I don't think we should take them off the air all the time hold on, I'm going to this, this is a rap, rap background, we're going to rap to it <laughs> we'll get a little bit beat Hey there, little pussy Let me get
4: my big boy pants on And really take you on What a snake in the grass You are, you lying piece of shit Too cowardly to confront me in real life You do it on Facebook You're the biggest faggot ass in the world Biggest uh, pussy, uh, pussy, uh, pussy My dick is bigger than yours Which which ain't saying much What a true piece of shit you are Lying faggot your karma slowly Slowly and painfully Uh. slowly A wise, you pathetic little cunt, you are. Earth. Hell is waiting for you. Enjoy. Uh, hell oh, is waiting oh, for oh, you. Enjoy. What? <laughs> I was waiting for you. Enjoy. Slowly. What? Slowly. Slowly. slowly, slowly and painfully. Uh, My Make America great again. Make it America. That's pretty dope. <laughs> did
3: we just make a song? I think we that did. So that was the first one. We made a song, you guys. We did it here on the Altacast. Oh, oh, that's gotta be Poji. Yay. Hold on, everybody. Hold on. <laughs> All right, lucky us. On the line, we've got old Dumbface himself, Steve Poji.
5: Yes, I was lucky to
3: make it through the screening process. Through the screening process. You did it, everybody. Uh, We have, uh, he's a badass. He's out there in uh, St. Louis. Steve Pogey. Also, today we're uh, pimping up Tim's Tesseract, which you write for as well. So uh, Thomas Bridgman, that weirdo, he's not in yet. Of course he's late, but uh, he'll be in Oh, yeah, old
5: bubblegum garbage face.
3: (laughs) Bubblegum garbage party himself. Uh, And I always loved that name because I didn't realize what it meant uh, until I remembered a time where I was trying to give my ex-husband a blowjob on the playa. And his stick was soft, and I was like, it was like a bubblegum garbage party in my mouth. So oh. that's where I and and I told that to th- Thomas and he's like, "Oh my god, that is wasn't what it means. He didn't mean for it to mean that." But then that's what that is. It's uh trying to give someone a BJ with a soft softy.
5: Oh. Yeah. Well, what is harpoon daddy mango? Yeah,
3: harpoon daddy. That was a uh, big daddy's harpoon construction. I think he just likes to throw words together in an interesting way.
5: He does. He's a he's a very strange man. Did you did you read the Christmas Story
3: that I wrote I I started to about uh, Santa at uh, the with the clones yeah, uh, the and evil I, clone. I thought it was cute that you used um, the name uh, Brady in the beginning
5: uh, yeah I figured we uh, we wedge in Brady Hold into the mix <laughs> and uh, try to get some extra press out of
3: it right well uh, I, I I did read your entire um, father story about the lizards though that was that father bonding I read but yeah. this one was what bedtime stories uh, and uh, he's coming so uh, where, where do you where have you been getting your crazy ideas for your stories this was a long one
5: um, well I mean I just kind of like to write stuff and uh, as I'm writing it I like to drink a very very minute amount of white wine and uh, as the wine gets a hold of me, I like to, uh, I don't know, just make shit up. Right, right. So I, I was very tickled with the, the, the leader of the evil Santa Clauses, uh, known as the Knights of Kringle. <laughs> uh, the leader's name was No Yell
3: instead of Noel this is very instead of
5: Noel I went with I I started doing a lot of punny type horror things
3: well Skippy Gumdrop is a great name uh, for an elf
5: yeah the whole Gumdrop clan I don't know I I kind of wanted I was thinking I was just going to write these things and then just take like the common uh, thing out of them and then make like a little audio broadcast where I actually like read them and add in sound effects uh, so, Rock's Glasses played a heavy role. I was actually going to release something else, and then I was like, I should do something for Christmas. So I just sat down and just whipped that out.
3: Awesome. Uh, so you, th- that's your second story on on Tim's Tesseract. Have have you uh, have you have you read any of anything else on the? Have you gone through the whole website and read some other things? Or
5: I, I have actually I, the Jane Sixes uh, that you've been writing. I've actually been letting those kind of pile up ah. uh, I, I found that I kind of do them the same way that I do with comic books like I would read a comic book and they're so short that you're just kind of like oh man I want to know what happens next so I would buy comic books and then I'd wait till I had like four or five together in a series and I'd sit down for like an hour and I'd read them all nice so yeah, you're,
3: I'm conserving yours. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I've been I've been trying to go through the website and read a lot of uh, what's going on there because there's I, it's like it came out of nowhere and suddenly he's got all this material. I'm like, who is? What is going on? This is great. Yeah, awesome.
5: no, there's a lot of stuff. Some of it, uh, I
3: don't know. I I enjoy
5: the the stories and the writing more than I do necessarily the pitch stuff. Right. The pitch stuff, I'm not really that hip into I do like how he's kind of trying to get like a little graphic to kind of like I don't know as a, I think now in our culture with technology we have to add a lot more kind of visual things absolutely yeah, yeah. I, I
3: was told that they were like oh someone said oh you know I get your updates all the time but you never have pictures you should really and even if it's just a dumb picture people like it better They wa- everyone wants to be visual
5: yeah, we're we're very visually dominated now, which totally sucks if you're blind. But <laughs> I never thought about it. That's, that's, that's your own set of problems, blindies.
3: <laughs> How do you deal with the internet? I mean, there must be some speaking. They, computers can talk to you. I mean, I guess they could just, they must have a thing where something reads out loud to them all the time who knows hopefully they're auditory learners could you imagine if you were visually impaired and you weren't an auditory learner (laughs) what
5: if yeah that would be a good story idea to have a a blind character and then have the twist be that the robots have already taken over everything but they don't really know about it.
3: oh that's a great idea absolutely
5: Yeah, or maybe the robots engineer humans to be blind, so that way they offer lower resistance.
3: Ooh, and so they have no idea, because now with the technology, I mean, you could have a robot, and it could have, like, you know, human skin, or they could have their consciousness downloaded into some sort of... Who knows? I just got a text from Thomas Bridgman. He said he'll be here about one. He's a little late. He's always late. It's fine. I got to talk he's to Steve. Old Steve Pogge. He's hey, he's younger than me. Uh, so, how was your holiday time with uh, the fam? Was that all great? Oh man, dude. We. I mean, you know
5: how big I am on Christmas.
3: Yeah, all the Christmas and, music. And
5: uh, last year, I was a little bummed because I wasn't able to go to uh, to my homeland of Missouri. <laughs> Uh, Because dad was having all kinds of heart issues Right Right. So this week, uh, this year um, Christmas was on Christmas Eve was a Sunday, actually on a Monday The Tuesday beforehand My aunt had to go to the hospital uh, Because she was having Some some heart problems Oh my
3: god So uh,
5: it turned out like a very casual thing I woke up and my mom was like Hey, I'm taking uh, your aunt to the hospital Her sister Uh, She's having some chest stuff. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. I got updates throughout the day. Hey, everything's fine. We're getting ready. They're going to release her. We're going to take off. And then we got a thing back saying, well, actually, a certain level of enzymes were really elevated, which indicates heart issues. So they're going to take her in for a cardiac cast. She has to stay at the hospital. Yeah. Well, for so the Christmas, first night, boo. Uh, my mom stayed with her at the hospital. The second night, her daughter, my cousin Tammy, stayed with her at the hospital. And then the third and the fourth night, I was like, "Hey, uh, you know, mom, you're old. Tammy, you're really busy. She owns her own company and everything that she's running. Uh, I'll I'll stay the nights. I'll do the night shifts at the hospital. I'm I've been a road comic for long enough so I could sleep in a locker if I had to." <laughs> uh So I stay I stayed with them through the nights and um, then she got released uh, that Saturday before Christmas Eve. So we were all really relieved. One thing that kind of aggravated me throughout the whole thing was that my cousin's husband, uh, he really didn't do anything oh. yeah, during the whole thing, which, I mean, we all kind of think of him as a as a stupid guy. Uh, he, he, he kind of dropped out of high school to do a professional dance career, and now that he's in his 40s and his body doesn't work so well, they started a dance business of teaching kids how to dance or whatever. And, uh, you know, me and him, we always drink and carry on and everything else, and, you know, he's been a really good friend of mine, and... uh so there was a rift on Christmas Eve, or on Christmas Day. We had the family come over. Normally, we do Thanksgiving. My aunt does uh, Christmas, and then my other aunt who lives down in the country, she does uh, a bonfire in October. So it's kind of like October's Aunt Linda, Thanksgiving's us, Christmas is my Aunt Pat. Well... Given all the stress of everything, she wasn't supposed to be doing anything. Right, so Aunt we opted Pat can't cook it.
3: for everybody because she's in the hospital, or she just got out right. of the hospital. And part of, part of it was that they thought
5: that maybe her stress levels were kind of aggravating everything, because she's 74. Oh. And so it's like, no problem. I've kind of pretty much taken over the cooking duties, if you remember, when I was like, how do you brine a turkey? Yeah. <laughs> and I just... I, we bought this nice family turkey and I stuck it in an empty pickle bucket filled it with some juice and then set it in our garage for 24 hours right on and it turned out great so yes. Christmas day comes and my mom has a very simple request of she's like I don't want football on the TV <gasps> every on time Christmas holidays, okay. yeah every time we have holidays the cousin's husband always comes over and he just gets on the TV and immediately puts it on the football and it aggravates it. I like football. I could do with it. I could do without it. My little brother likes it. He could do with it. He could do without it. So we were like, okay, no
3: problem. So you watched basketball instead because the Warriors were on.
5: We were, no, we are like, we'll just do all Christmas stuff. Okay. We'll just make it totally about Christmas. And so everyone comes over to the house. And we're eating, carried on. I made a nice honey-baked ham. I, uh, I lifted the Bender's recipe, and I did some uh, pan-roasted Brussels sprouts. Nice. And uh, tried to kind of focus everything more on some heart-healthy dishes. <laughs> um, just because that was on everyone's mind. Like, even me, like, I really cut back on my cigarette smoking. I'm, I bought a bunch of nicotine gum. Um, so now I would smoke about a pack and a half. Uh, yeah, about a pack and a half a day. Uh, when I was out in San Francisco, that was less. I smoked maybe a quarter pack to a half pack. Good and Now him. I'm just doing a, a few cigarettes here and there, trying to rely mostly on the gum. And uh, so everyone comes over. Sure enough, the the husband comes in, and we, we he's there maybe about 20 minutes. We eat. Ah, uh, that's over. We're kind of you know getting our bulbous stomachs to rest. And uh, he goes to put on football. Like,
3: he didn't. He didn't get I'm, the memo. Yeah,
5: I'm like, I'm like, oh no, man. We're not, we're not doing football this year. We're keeping it all on Christmas. And he was like, bullshit. We're putting football on. And I was like, no, man. We're not doing this. You find a way to watch it on your phone or whatever.
3: Uh, right. Watch it on your phone. You don't have the NFL ticket. Come on. You can watch every game.
5: Yeah, we're just we're just do- we're and it was no man, I'm and he grabs the remote and he's like, what channel's NBC and I was like, Hey man, we're not doing football And uh so then he's like, No man, I'm putting it on and then I kinda get a little stern with him. Uh his his mother's name is Nancy and uh I go, Hey man, my name's not Nancy and you ain't special. We're not watching football. Nice. And then uh, my cousin, his wife, was like, "Yeah, Aunt Karen, my mom was like, we don't, we're not watching football." And he's like, "This is bullshit. Fine, I'm going home." <gasps> and so he gets into his car and he leaves. Wow. And we didn't see him the rest of the night. Now, keep in mind, like, like when I say we're having a family gathering, we don't have a large family. I got two aunts, two cousins. Uh, one uncle, you know, my immediate family, and then the
3: husband. We're talking 12 that's, people, Max. He was the 12th. That's everybody. Right.
5: And it was like... And so he just fucking bails out not to be seen, and we were all... I uh, Well, I mean, I wouldn't say all of us, but I was especially very embarrassed for my cousin because we're a female, heavily, heavy family. And so it's kind of like... You know, in front of all these people that matter the most to her, that raised her and everything else, your husband leaves on Christmas Day after about 45 minutes. Yeah, like a baby. he wants to watch football. And when you
4: exactly. And, yeah.
3: and he didn't even visit the his mother-in-law in the hospital, so he's already on everyone's shit list. Exactly.
5: And right. there's just been a long history of things that we're kind of like, some, like hometown hillbilly kind of rednecks and he, he, he doesn't like being around the family is always kind of the vibe that he gets but at the same time both of my aunts my, well, my mom and then my aunt who was in the hospital they all work at the dance studio behind the counter doing administration stuff I help at the dance studio clean it
3: on the weekend and it's his this is his dance studio because he's a yeah. failed dancer and he has to have a studio to teach other kids how to do the running man of course very important
5: exactly yeah. but he is technologically not capable he dropped out of high school to do dancing right so he has a very limited education so anything on the internet and everything like that he doesn't do like it's supposed to be a 50-50 split between him and uh, his wife and it's You know, basically, he's like the janitor and a dance instructor, and then she takes care of all the administration stuff and all the website and all the emailing. and all the scheduling of classes
3: classes and kids in the class and making sure they paid and, yeah, 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 yeah. Running a business, right.
5: Exactly. And, like, to further put the proof, or not proof, but just to further kind of, like, cite, like, the dilemma here. So the first night she stayed at the hospital when my mom was there, they had all these t-shirts and merchandise that they had to put together for the kids. And now since they're kids, some of them were getting them as Christmas presents, some of them the parents knew you know, what they were getting. But it wasn't like comedy merch to where it's like, hey, here's my t-shirt with the dildo on it. You know, what size do you want? It was like, they had like baseball style shirts, sweatpants in like five different colors, like this massive undertaking. So I was like, well, I'll help you guys put all this together since, you know, you're worried about your mom, my aunt, and you know, we'll, we'll pull together as a family and we'll get through this. And the way it worked out was basically, my cousin would get all these different shirts together for the order forms, hand it to her husband, who would then turn around, hand it to me, and then I would put them all in a bag with the order form, and I would staple the bag close so that the name was showing, but nobody could open the bag to see what was inside of it. And it was like, it brought the question, like, can this guy even read? <laughs> <laughs> like, where are we at with this? But, yeah, man, it was, it was definitely like a, a kind of slap to the face, like, so wow, dude. Like, did, he did he bring any no, presents?
3: Did he bring any He didn't. He didn't bring any gifts. Didn't he didn't have any, any food.
5: No food. He brought a no paper bag full of games. He's, he's, he's a he's a like, worthless I
3: pile of dog big shit, big. shit is what you're saying.
5: Dude, it, yeah. and it's,
3: Good good guy.
5: I Part mean,
4: of your
3: there's family had like, awesome.
5: little like hiccups here and there with things? Like uh when I came back and I started selling the toys, he uh he was very aggravated and we had to have a conversation about how he was upset that uh, I was now
3: doing this because <laughs> his opinion is so important to everybody's well being
5: <laughs> yeah man and it, and it was really really bad just to the point where like I mean I told you I gambled I, bought, I spent $1500 buying a massive collection online of these toys that It's that's not that big selling. of a
3: gamble though I mean it's you know you're going to turn around and sell it eventually hopefully with at some at the time stuff, I, I did it well,
5: at the time I had no clue what I was doing I just knew I could make money off these. I knew some of these had value to them, and I knew I was buying them for the individual price of about two dollars and fifty cents a piece. Yeah, it's good investment. And uh, yeah, did it cause some major risks?
3: <laughs> well, I mean, we could we could try to bridge this. to I just uh, Josh, loud Josh just came in. Do you know loud Josh? You remember loud Josh? You were here. You were in town. You remember? Not unless
5: I got drunk and yelled at him. No, I know you didn't yell
3: at him. Uh, But, I mean, you're just talking Aaron, the family drama. Uh, Josh, did you have any family drama this year? Oh, wait. No, um, you do. You have had family drama because I even overheard something about Benders. People were talking, but I didn't I, get involved. I don't want to talk You about don't want to talk about that. it. Okay, he doesn't want to air that oh, part of the laundry. See
5: I, see, I put people on blast. I'm all about this call-out culture. Call-out culture. <laughs> no. Well, I am too. I'm the dick that not
6: nobody, nobody at Benders is
5: to be put on blast. Oh, okay. That's for sure.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
6: but somebody else definitely deserves to be on blast, but I'm going to have a little more class in this right
3: now. All right, We've got so. class. It's good because Steve's people are, aren't listening there in St. Louis anyway, so they don't give a fuck. So that's why he gets to talk about this Uh-oh. nameless right. person. Of, world. Uh I I was the dick. I was brought to Jonathan's holiday. Neither one of us brought any cards, any gifts, and everyone got me gifts. I got like a fifty dollar gift card from to, to um, Whole Foods from Jonathan's mom, and was this the Colt family? No, this isn't... They're just all really Christian. That cool sign over there that now says read books. Melissa got me like a mar, a tiny marquee that I can change like whatever I want to say on it and have it at the station. And I'm wearing all this cool new jer- uh, jewelry from Cousin Chrissy. Like I was just sort of this accoutrement that came and everyone gave me gifts. And I felt like such a dick because Jonathan and I, we didn't bring anything like I, I was like, I'm here for the ride. And Jonathan's like, here I am. <laughs> Yay, we're here. Thanks for giving us things. So. Uh, did the comedian cousin come? No, the comedian cousin did not come. He's, um, mm. sadly, he he's he did not. Uh, but everybody else was there. Too many names. Lots of people. It was really fun. They only talked about Jesus a little bit. So that was fine. I was totally okay with it. Uh.
5: were you ready for it were you like I'm gonna pull out my evidence shaming you guys well, second no. you get too deep I
3: was trying to be like you know this cool girlfriend that Jonathan has. I, I just didn't want to, and then once everybody starts giving you gifts, you don't want to piss anybody off. So I was just like doing a lot of smiling, and at dinner at one point, they're like, Pam, what about you? And I was like, I am boring. You really don't want to. You guys talk talk amongst the family. Don't worry about what's going on in my life. Like, did
5: tell them that one time you tried to kill yourself to be closer to Jesus?
3: No, I did not <laughs> tell them that story. I should have though. That would have been, been apropos, I think. Uh, Steve, the real reason I wanted you to call in today as i wanted to hear your a uh, review/critique of the new uh, star wars movie
6: oh man yeah.
3: what you haven't seen it yet either don't I worry josh seen it yet. neither one Although of us will I remember am this
6: that i found out today that it's it's grossed over like 400 million dollars i've heard it's a piece of shit and i'm still wondering why everybody keeps wondering why blade runner didn't do well huh. when well,
5: blade runner was fucking awesome
3: i didn't see blade well, runner either
5: i had heard that blade runner didn't do well because Uh, Well, there's a couple things here. One was that they put a very kind of strict gag order uh, on the people that reviewed it so that no spoilers got leaked.
3: For which one? True, and too many millennials
5: don't
6: know what the fuck Blade Runner is.
5: Yeah, like, and with an old franchise like that, I think, like, it's not just a single movie. You're, You're talking about two movies, so... To release some sort of spoilers would reinvest interest in the first one, which would make you more uh, invested to carry it on into the second one. Right. But with Star Wars, one of the things that was interesting is Disney spent a lot of money, not a lot of money, but more money than usual in sending YouTubers to the premiere. Oh, Hmm. Because there's a big, big Star Wars culture online, especially on YouTube, about people speculating about the new films, and who this character was, where it's going to
3: happen, how they're going to connect, yeah.
5: And so, the mindset for a lot of Star Wars fans, because a lot of them are diehard fans. Yeah. So you've got people coming into this movie thinking that they were going to get some intricate technical backstory on the main uh, protagonist, the main antagonist, and then it was going to be revealed what's been going on um, with our hero, Luke Skywalker, who, you know, had the three films about him, who kicked everything off. And none of those questions were really answered huh. satisfactory. So I think of the problem is, is that over two years, a lot of people built up a lot of hype, wondering where this was going to go, how this was going to play out, and they didn't really address any of it. <laughs> and uh, you know, one of the things, when I first saw it, it's not that I was necessarily disappointed, I was just expecting it to go into a different direction.
3: You know, so like, you're being so vague. so they, they have Kylo Ren who was Kylo Ren. Ha- Han Solo's son
5: yep Ben Solo
3: right and uh, he's still the bad guy. He's the antagonist. And you've and got he, that... C- and he was such a punk
6: bitch in The Force Awakens.
3: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he was he, fucking he really
6: cool until he took the mask off and then I just could not buy it anymore at all whatsoever. Because he looked too
3: young? He was a punk. He just well, didn't look rough and tough
5: enough. Spoiler territory? Can we can we spoiler territory? Yeah, sure. Him? I don't care because yeah. I won't
3: remember anyway. I mean... Okay. So,
5: you have Kylo Ren and you have Ray. And Ray is a Force-sensitive person, which made a lot of people think that she's got to be related to somebody in the Star Wars universe. Right. She's got to be a Kenobi, a Skywalker. She's not. It turns out she was just some kid who had some Force-sensitive powers. Her parents were deadbeats, and they literally sold her to a slaver for drinking money.
3: ha Sounds well, sounds like sounds like they're trying to like attach to American kids that have shitty parents. Yeah,
6: exactly shit was exactly what I was so, thinking I was like, Oh, Arkansas, huh? Yeah.
5: Kylo
3: Ren still a little bit of that
5: punk bitch feeling. Um, mainly because he felt abandoned by his parents. Leia was busy with the resistance. Han Solo didn't know what to do. He's like, my kid's out of here, so I'm just going to go back to smuggling shit. That's what I do. That's what I enjoy. And uh, so you get to find out what happened. Basically, Luke sensed uh, a lot of dark side in Kylo because he felt kind of abandoned by his parents. And he started to see in his training that Kylo was using the dark side a little bit more. This isn't shown. This is just kind of told to you by the characters. And so one night Luke went in there and he went into his mind and he saw this overwhelming massive pit of darkness. So he ignites the green lightsaber from Return of the Jedi and he's about to kill Kylo Ren in his sleep because he doesn't want another Darth Vader to show up. And then he has a moment of hesitation. Kylo Ren wakes up, sees what's going on, and now he's like, great, so my uncle is now going to try to kill me because you know he's a crazy asshole or whatever (laughs) Kylo Ren lights up his lightsaber hits Luke's lightsaber brings the Jedi temple that they're in down on top of Luke and then goes into a very childish emo kind of man fuck these people and he kills everybody
3: very Anakin like yeah
5: he, he just wipes them out like, a, like a, a kid would. Like well, it's the same. It's
3: the same turn that Anakin did when he's like, "My mother was killed. I'm murdering all yeah. the Sand People." And that dude
4: ah! sucks too. What's that
3: shitty actor's name? His name is Hayden Christensen, yeah, and he's not he. a shitty actor.
6: Well, he was shitty, he, in, he that was shitty in that movie. He was shitty in that movie. The kid in the first one was way better than he because
3: was. Because George Lucas was the director, and True. George Lucas is a terrible director yes, with he humans. Is. He's great yeah. with like little beings and weird digital ideas, shit. Ideas are great. Story-wide. He's a great story writer, but when it comes to directing humans, he is a pile of dog shit. Which is why I have more like, I have more chemistry with my cat Spike than he did for Natalie Portman. I have more chemistry with Natalie Portman than Hayden Christensen had with Natalie Portman. Everyone who doesn't have chemistry with Natalie Portman, she's fucking hot, and yet in, in those movies he was. It's and it's because he's really gay in real life and I, I learned no, that no it just means he's a bad actor no it means that he's not a bad actor because he was really good in Life as a House with uh, Kevin Klein. he's a really he's great a penny, actor plenty of
6: passionate gay men and fake scenes of them being that, in love with women okay Hayden Richardson is just a shitty fucking
3: actor well, I, I would blame yeah, it on the director because I've seen him in other uh, things uh, so he's good
5: George Lucas there's, there's a lot of stories where George Lucas would be like they'd do a take and then George would be like hey that was good but uh can you do that a little bit more flat? Like, like, could you tone it down a little bit? Like, I love you. a lot you. of emotion in that. Yeah. So, like, if you go through and you look at all the stuff that George was doing, like, he was a great idea person, but he could not convey that into a film structure.
3: Right. Wait, who's who's better at uh, writing the stories, Disney or uh, George Lucas?
5: Well, it's, it's kind of hard because Disney like there's a certain level when you make a movie that there's a formula that's followed. Like, like that was The best friend always
3: dies on page 80. No, I know that formula. I took a screenwriting class a couple times. Yeah, like
5: the the big beef with the Star Wars movie is that when we find Luke Skywalker again, the champion of the galaxy who defeated Darth Vader, he's a broken, bitter old man who doesn't want anything to do with anything. He went to this island because he just wanted to die out there and he shut himself off from the force Because he basically was like, I failed, I suck, I'm I'm horrible, I'm not going to do this, I'm out.
6: So, is this movie yeah. just a bunch of people crying?
3: Yeah, it sounds like that. Well, because, like, Rogue One was
6: jam. fucking amazing to me. And yeah, I, good, good, good I'd probably so be more disappointed because I was so happy with Rogue One. It was
3: really, it was, it was, I, I also. I standing ovation
6: to that movie. Yeah. I've never done that to a movie ever.
3: It was, it was so good. Yeah. And that they put the, I just really loved having the stormtroopers running around, like, the Bahamas. I thought that was great that there's, like, this, <laughs> that they, they brought it into other worlds instead of being like, we're in a shitty desert world. Now we're in a shitty Antarctica world. World. They're like, no, no! They were on some pretty sweet island paradisical, you know? Shit, I love it. Those guys <laughs> yeah. jumping around. No,
5: like one of the big things that I think affected things is kind of the merchandising aspect. Mm, like, you yeah. remember when the original Star Wars came out? Uh, the toys of like the obscure characters that were just kind of in the background really, really took off. And then there's a lot of people. Uh, that are like, oh, well, this ship that you see for half a second, well, that's a you know Corellian frigate, and uh, they do blah, blah. Like, so th- there's a lot of attention to the background details of stuff that doesn't really translate with the characters that well. Right. So, I so... mean, like, the prequel movies, a lot of people will say that those suck. But if you go through and you get into the novels and all the comic books and then you get the character development then when you see one of the Jedi Masters who's on screen for half a second get killed you know who he is so you have some sort of sense of him and then it impacts you more whereas if you just watch the movies you're just like all right, the guy with his dicks hanging off his head died who cares
3: right right they're like yeah Mace Windu whatever who cares Uh, yeah well, and those first, the, the prequel movies are actually really good if you just fast forward through all the love bullshit. If you just watch all the cool fight scenes, they're actually really good movies. But when you get into the like, look, I'm Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman and we're romping around in this field and rolling around in the pasture. It's just bullshit. It's like... Uh, yeah.
6: <laughs> filler, when there could have yeah. been other stuff well, to it, fill.
3: There could have been other cool shit, but yeah. instead it's like, look, we're rolling around in the grass because we're trying to create this weird love story. And and in the, in the four or five and six. There was a great love story that was created between Han Solo and, and Leia. And, but it wasn't like, look, we're doing a love story part now. It was sort of brought well, it. I was its, in the
6: 80s. They are just talking shit back and forth to each other because they were high as fuck on cocaine.
3: Right, exactly. But <laughs> yeah. It was a
5: Literally little different time. And like, those original movies, it was just like, hey, we're going to make a sci-fi opera movie. Well, what are we going to do? Let's fucking make some laser swords, dude. All right, cool. I Fuck make that yeah. In. Let's make my dog a guy. All right. <laughs> Let's do that, too. Whereas now, when they're making these movies, they're like, we have to do a Star Wars film where we have to kind of handle the old characters that we have, and then we have to introduce these new characters that we have. But then, with the new characters, who we've only seen in one movie, we have to have some other new characters that could get killed off to show like a sense of urgency. And it gets really, really crazy. Um, I heard that oh, Carrie Fisher
3: was in it an inordinate amount for being dead.
6: People don't have to be alive to be in movies anymore.
5: One of the most argued-over scenes in the movie, which, if you go online, it's referred to as Space Jesus. (laughs) Uh, Basically, she's on a ship in, like, the commander's post. That thing gets blown up, and she's floating out into space with all this debris, and she's got, like, a little bit of ice on her face like she's dead right. And then all of a sudden, her eyes open up, her hand flexes, and then she propels herself back to the, the ship that she was exploded off of, floats in front of one of the doors, and they somehow get her back onto the ship, well, she, and she's got to go into some Star Wars medical stuff for a little while.
3: She, she did, uh, you know, have Jedi powers, she's too. She's Force-sensitive, yeah. She's Force-sensitive. But That's, the way
5: that it's done is like I wasn't I didn't have a problem with uh, the whole like she kind of woke up and used the force to propeller kind of stuff I didn't have a problem with that I had a problem with her like Swooping into a door and like knocking on it, and they're like, Open this door! Like, it, it's not it's space, you can't just open a door and bring someone inside. You got to go to an airlock, you have to decompressurize everything. That's where I was kind of like, What are we doing? Right, and if let's, you're in space, well, science
6: continuity is kind of out of the door with these movies at this
3: point. Well, if you're in space and you don't have a space suit on, you can't breathe in because you'll. Implode because of space. Like you basically have whatever air is in your lungs before you're dead.
6: Yeah, but then all that air is being sucked through the mic microscopic pores that in your body sure. into space. Right. Like, yeah, it's, it's it's it's.
3: Well, it's the same thing as like gross. Sandra Bullock in that stupid Gravity movie. Like, how long could she live in space when she has no idea what she's doing? Like, how bad of a day do you have to have to be in the
5: Gravity movie? <laughs> <laughs> like an hour and a half of the worst malfunctions you could ever imagine all happened at once. But the Space Jesus part, that was a little iffy. Um, you don't see Luke Skywalker in a lightsaber battle, huh. um, which had a lot of fans fucking pissed. That's where everyone start screaming that you ruined my childhood well no your dad was a pipe fitter that moved into Mexico that ruins your childhood and then you use Star Wars to fill that void and to make a happy place but,
6: so I guess I left yeah. it open ended is what you're saying so
3: okay Rogue One on a scale from 1 to 10 is uh, I'd say 9 what would you say
5: um man that's a, I liked it But at the same time, I watched Star Wars to see people with special powers do some shit that I can't do in real life. Mm. And so the Darth Vader scene was badass. At the same time, why the fuck do we always have to deal with this Death Star bullshit
3: man? Yeah, that's true too.
5: We got the Death Star, we got the Death Star 2, then we have to steal the plans for the Death Star. Now we have a planet that is basically a Death Star, (laughs) And in this, one of the climaxes is they're they're on a base with this big metal door, and it's impenetrable, but the First Order has a portable Death Star laser ah! with Death Star technology. And that's where I'm just like, man, come on. We, we can't, like, have a disease or something? Like, it's, it's always got to be the Death well, Star? Well, I
3: mean, if you think about it, though, the Death Star is really... I mean, it can destroy a planet, and that is insane, so... You know, I mean, it's it's super-duper technology. It's, you know, the biggest bomb, the biggest destruction kind of thing that exists. So, I mean, I understand as a plot point why they continue going back to it.
6: This is what I have actually have had a problem with for a really long time, back to the originals. Um, with all this fucking money and all this labor they put into building these fucking Death Stars, right? Okay, now we got a little backstory. Dude says, hey, he built this little weak point into it so you guys can blow it up, right? But nobody in any of these things, I I, I don't think in this realm they have cameras. They don't have cameras in the hallways. They They have rebels running around like crazy blowing shit up. They have all this technology but they haven't built a fucking camera. Yeah. They They don't have have a camera room of like security guards watching the
5: hallways. No, oh, they don't. What, what good the, point. One of the things was, is a, a set of characters in The Last Jedi, they get on board an Imperial ship, so they do the classic, we're going to take these guys' uniforms kind of thing, right? Right. Well, they have BB-8 with them, and instead of trying to disguise BB-8, they put a trash can upside down on top of BB-8, and nobody was like, why is this trash can rolling around? Like,
6: right. <laughs> Maybe it's a new robot.
3: <laughs> so get get back to my original thing. If you were, uh, what I basically want to know is, do you think The Last Jedi is better or worse than Rogue One, or are they the same?
5: Uh, well, see, Rogue One was a complete story in itself, whereas The Last Jedi is the middle section of a longer story. Right. So it's like saying, hey, what's better? Uh, walking dead season eight finale or the first season of game of Thrones? no but right? it
3: doesn't that's not fair because so uh, empire strikes back was a middle one and that's overwhelmingly people's favorite that, yeah, star wars movie
6: are right
3: but so empire strikes back was a middle it was in the middle of a story in the middle of a trilogy and yet it is people's overwhelmingly favorite star wars movie so my question again is yeah rogue one um, versus last jedi which is better
5: I mean, in in my opinion, as far as the movie goes, I would, in my opinion, I would say Last Jedi is better. Okay,
3: first person I've heard say that.
5: Yeah, because in my opinion, you get a lot more uh, lore. Um, the, the problem is, is that there's a lot of characters and storylines jammed into one movie. Right. And Rogue One, you just had. You know this chick trying to find her dad so she can get these plans and stop this thing. Whereas in the Last Jedi, you've got Ray trying to get trained with Luke, dealing with the Kylo Ren aspect. You've got Poe Dameron uh, butting heads with this new Resistance officer that takes over once Leia's uh, kind of put into uh, like a coma stasis thing. You've got Rose and Finn trying to get on to the Imperial ship to uh, stop, like, uh, this whole attack thing that's taking place. And then you have Kylo Ren's dichotomy with Snoke and uh, Admiral Hux. So you just have a
3: lot more going on. I I heard Jar Jar came back. Is Jar Jar back? No. No, Jar Jar's not back. Oh, okay. That was just a lie then. Okay. I heard that Jar Jar... Is there another Jar -Jar Jar-esque character that they created? Or is Chewie still there, right?
5: Yeah, well, they have these things called uh, porgs, which are like these little pigeon-penguin bird things. Oh, God. Hmm. And uh, they're on the island with Luke and Ray, And they're not like Ewoks, like they don't play an intricate part in the storyline, but they're like all over Chewbacca.
3: They're cute little things. Yeah, but... At the same time,
5: uh, The Last Jedi has some pretty good humor in it. Huh. Like, there's one scene where like Luke kind of confronts Ray, and he's like, hey, he's like, where do you come from? And she's like, I come from nowhere. And he's like, where do you come from? She's like, I come from nowhere. And he's like, look, everybody comes from somewhere. Where do you come from? I come from Jakku. OK, that's pretty much nowhere. <laughs> There's some good humor in that. I think the problem is is that people have so much love and uh, dedication to Star Wars that they feel like it's a part of them. So when there's a new Star Wars movie coming out, people want to take that movie and make it a part of them. But when it doesn't fit in the way that they expect it to, then people fucking lose their minds. Because nowadays, if you don't get what you want, you have to find a stranger and scream in their face.
3: That's absolutely true. Yeah, expectations un- uh, unfulfilled. What was uh, the best Christmas present you got this year, speaking of expectations fulfilled? Um,
5: I thought being able to buy, you know, my immediate family movie tickets and get them all Star Wars shirts and then have this, like, family kind of night where we went and saw it on Thursday. When it first came out, for me, that was probably the best gift that I got.
3: Oh, that is very sweet. It's a gift that you gave. You're bringing it back to the old school. Giving is really yeah, man. I I just what do I need?
5: Another video game? Another T-shirt? Like I don't, I don't really need anything. I very much detached myself from material possessions and coming out here.
3: Good for you. Uh, loud Josh, your favorite Christmas gift this year?
6: Uh, shit. Uh, the only one I know that I got is uh, my dad just bought a set of cycling shifters for a bike that I don't have working right now. And oh, I, I that think, was very I sweet. Think, I think, my, I guess my grandmother may have sent me a card, so there might be some money in there. So, but that that's really about it. Uh, people bought a lot of people bought drinks.
3: Nice. Oh, uh-huh. so, that works. Yeah. Ah well, good. I didn't. I didn't give a goddamn thing. I was a horrible Christian this year. I was a horrible Christmas, like all of it. I didn't give any gifts for Hanukkah. I didn't give. I have. I have some. uh, I did make yesterday though. All right, he's here. Artist Thomas Bridgman. Everybody has art is on the walls. Steve Poggi is on the phone right now. Uh, and uh, it, both writers for Tim's Tesseract, we're going to have Thomas Bridgman coming in in a minute. He has the art up on the walls here at Mutiny Radio right now as well. The wonderful, poor Princess Di. It's a beautiful picture of Princess Di. Uh, there's a hot-looking guy in a in a in in a, I don't know if he's wearing a cup or if that's his dick, not sure, but we got the front and back side of that. Also the Corys in the house. That's been a lot of fun to have them here, both Corys, Haim, and... What's the other one's name? Feldman. 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 Yeah, one of them's dead, one of them's alive. Or maybe they're both dead. I have no idea. Um, So, Steve, thank you so much for your um, spoiler. You didn't spoil it too much. I'm still going to go see it whenever uh, it comes out. No, there's still
5: some shocking twists, but I don't know, man. I I think Game of Thrones kind of ruined media, being able to tell a nice long story over multiple seasons at an hour a crack with no commercial interruptions. Binge
6: right. watching, it's yeah. just a
5: better format for storytelling. And I think it's good that you didn't get anybody anything for Christmas because all year round you're doing shit for people. You should have a day off.
3: Oh, that's very sweet, Steve. <laughs> that's really nice. <laughs> it was just weird to be getting gifts from Jonathan's whole family, and they're like, it's just so nice because they're like considering me a part of their family. And my own family's like the pile of dog shit up there being richie pants. I don't even know what they did. I don't know if they spent it together but I haven't I haven't um, talked to my mom or my brother in five years now because of the Christmas debacle of five years ago where they didn't invite me and I was like what happened Guys, explain uh, this But uh, they had Christmas and didn't invite me up at my brother's house and then they said well we didn't think that you'd go anyway and I'm like well, you could still invite me like yeah I wasn't gonna go but still so how did you like, find out it took place uh, the, the Facebook and then uh, I found out then I found out later even after that that they've all been going to vacation Together every um, every August with the entire my brother and his wife and his wife's sister and their their parents and my parents and all the kids and everything they go to this place called the Orca Islands which oh, yeah, is Orcas Island up up north of Seattle they're very beautiful up in yeah, Seattle Orcas and they Island, go so for nice. a week and they've been going for years and I've never been invited and I was like. You guys suck. Like, and then one year they said, well, we could see if you could come. You could be the nanny. You could take care of the kids. And I'm like, so everyone else is like a family member and I'm what? I'm the nanny now? I'm the the nanny. Seriously, guys? Like... So I was just whatever. So and then well, my mom well, how sent did me a this big fracture happened. You were you're
5: in Danville?
3: No, I wasn't in mis- Danville. I was it. here in San Francisco. No, no, I'm
5: saying when you grew up.
3: Oh, everything was fine when I was growing up. It was just when I decided to leave my ex-husband and not lead a normal life with a 401k and a W2 that suddenly I'm the devil.
5: Like, <laughs> well, didn't they dislike the fact
3: that he was black? Oh, well, um, no, my grandma didn't like that my ex-husband was black, but my mom and liked the idea of me being married and having someone take care of me because I couldn't possibly take care of myself in any meaningful fashion, now could I? <laughs> um, so, I mean, and when I moved to San Francisco, she said, no more tattoos, just... Put on a nice silk suit and walk around the financial and find yourself a nice husband. Because again, I wouldn't have any ability to have any. It's just you know, it's the same thing from the Bible. Like Esther saved the entire Jewish people. How was she clever, or good at puzzles? No, she had a hot rack and didn't look Jewy. And my mom is like, you got a hot rack, you don't look Jewy. Go out there, find yourself a husband. Because we know you can't take care of yourself. Because obviously, me, I mean, we know you, we know you know how to read, but you're just a woman, you know.
5: <laughs> so. But well, you were, you were. Born into the dark side, and then you turn to the light side, basically, is what right. happens. Well,
3: yeah, when I was young, I was taught that um, if you're really good looking and look pleasant all the time and, you know, suck a little dick when they ask you, that you can really get anything you want, and you can, you know... You know, just learn how to cook and clean the house well and have a bunch of babies and, um, and you'll be okay. Someone will take care of you. But it's like, what about the, what about the, uh, the story where no one has to take care of you? you, Like no one takes care of you if you're a man or a woman, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know.
5: I feel like if you told me that your uncle was Harvey Weinstein I wouldn't be
3: surprised (laughs) my parents aren't that rich but yeah it was you know something I mean it's fine so my mom sends me a Christmas card and she wrote me and I opened it last night with Jonathan and I read it and he goes did you just make that up or did she really write that and I was like no no she really wrote that uh, and it was I mean it was very like Gilbert and like I did the best I could raising you people make mistakes don't hold grudges and I'm like hold grudges you're the one who hasn't <laughs> called me either like thanks Phones for sending me ways. the money but I mean come on yeah, I mean the phone works both ways you could still invite me to the Orca Islands or you know I don't know whatever it's its if like all they'd have to do is invite me to Christmas and I'd be like oh okay Maybe we'll go or whatever. It's fine. I mean, it's one of those things where I was freaking out about Christmas anyways. It doesn't make any sense to me because listening to the Christmas songs, which I know you like and all that, we believe that an unwed mother had God's baby in a barn and then we sing songs about it. And everybody gives each other gifts, and you have to go see your family, and you have to spend money on people. Just all the traditions that have accumulated around the concept of Christmas and its original meaning, which makes no sense, and like its universal meaning, which makes no sense, and the idea that we have to give people gifts to show that they're worth something to us makes no sense unless you have lots of money because you have to spend a lot of wait, money Jesus, before the end of wait, the year. Christmas
6: isn't about Santa Claus. Well,
3: no, Christmas is about spending a lot of money at the end of the year so that you don't have it in 20 so you don't have it in 2018 when you do your taxes. You know, what I mean? you got to spend your profits. That's really what Christmas is about. Is As a business, you need to spend all your profits at the end of the year so that you don't have any tax issues when you get into 2018. you got to have a zero balance. Or
6: get rid of everything. You have
3: to get rid of the money.
6: Yeah, or get like, rid of stock. Gotta... Yeah, get rid of stock. I'm just yeah, yeah.
3: learning this as I'm like, I have to do a Schedule C. And I have extra money in the bank account from Mutiny Radio, but I don't want to be taxed on it, so I better buy a bunch of stuff at the end of the year. I'm just learning about business, and I'm 43 years old. I mean, I don't even get it. It's like completely counterintuitive to me that like, spend a bunch of money at the end of the year. I'm like, no, save it so that I have it at the beginning of next year so I can Spend it next year. And they're like, No 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 no, no don't do that. <laughs> Whatever, there isn't any money. there's hardly any money anyways. Like when I'm talking about a thousand dollars, people are like, We you run a business off like a thousand. How are you what are you doing? How are you surviving? I, I don't well, we know intelligence. In people we, buy it. Yeah, we sell we sell radio for free and people buy it. You can be a it. complete
6: moron and throw millions of dollars at a failing business and still have a successful business.
3: Isn't that crazy? I mean, I they mean they that's get
6: what's the going tax on like- here in
3: San Francisco, I, bar none. I just don't understand. I don't understand business. I just don't get it. I don't understand money, I don't understand business. I I don't understand Christmas. I don't even understand reality anymore. Like, I'm having so much time just, like, maneuvering through the world and figuring out, like, this is real, right? Like, everybody believes in this? Oh, ah! Like, I'm just very confused.
5: Speaking see, I, of I feel the opposite way. Like, moving through the world, I see what is implied or suggested or heavily influenced that I can easily just be like... Yeah, not doing that shit. Go ahead. You guys can do that shit if you want to. I'm not going to play a part in it. Not going to have a role. Not I bet do you
6: it. don't like waiting in lines no matter how good the food is.
5: Yeah, no, absolutely not. Yeah,
6: me neither, man. I like where you're going with that.
5: Uh, hey, everybody. That, go. That's one thing. When I was in San Francisco at Pam's house, I would come down to smoke and I'd stare across the street. To the fifty or forty people waiting in line for noodles Mencho. and broth. Yes,
3: for for the ramen place, for eighteen dollar vegetarian ramen. Fuck if that's that. not if that's not a travesty, I don't know what is. But that's that's what it is. At, across the street from Men, it's called Show. It's um it was a very famous place in Tokyo, and it's, it's the first one is here in San Francisco, and there is a line constantly, and it starts at about four o'clock because they open at five. And it's for $18 vegetarian ramen. Like, if you get the meat ramen or whatever, then it's like $22, $25. But I guess they make their own noodles, so that's supposed to make it really special. Yeah.
6: There's a noodle machine. It's just called it Vermicelli. You know, it's not that big of a fucking deal.
3: Yeah, it's, uh... So, that's that's the stuff. Hey, everybody, go check out Steve's Pogies, stevepogi.com. You can uh, find out where he's going to be doing tours, which he's done with, but he's headlining everywhere, and it was wonderful. Um what else they can buy your You're toys. they can to watch you not they can watch you unbox this, this um things
5: I, and, uh, uh, no I've stopped that you can watch me live stream and play video games uh, with my drunk cousin and brother
3: we, uh, wow are they as good at video yeah. games as you uh, my little brother is
5: good at his, in his own right he gets really impatient i I'm still kind of the master I feel like because I'm, I'm the old Jedi now I don't get frustrated I just my character dies I start it over again I get in there and give him the business
3: get in there and give him the business uh, we'll go check so. out com and also check out his stories on Tim's Tesseract
7: hey Steve yeah. hey it's Tom Bridgman hi
3: what's up Tom how you doing buddy
7: pretty good <laughs> Good radio. Yeah, Good radio.
5: you're still alive. I think I'll pay him five dollars.
7: Yeah, I miss you. I miss you dearly. What are
5: what do you doing? Shows that you're not at piano fight anymore, are you?
7: You'll hear. I, I'm here to talk about what, uh, what I do.
3: What, what, been... what happened? How it all fell apart. Yeah. Thank God, well, Josh is here with a TV lighter. My lighter I just broke.
7: <laughs> when are okay. you? What, are, do you live he, here? He
3: was just. He just. He was taking care of my cat for ten days while I was in Mexico and uh so he was here and then he left and then hopefully he'll come back for the mutiny radio comedy festival at the yeah. beginning of march that would be nice if he'd come out yeah. and visit again yeah i've got to make a decision on that coming up yeah whatever i'll just add you to whatever shows whatever okay but it'd be great if you could come down there that would be exciting uh any other words about tim Tesser- tim's tesseract otherwise we're gonna let you go about your day and get in here with thomas Bridgman. <laughs> <laughs> okay
5: yeah no uh yeah, we're trying to make it as weird as possible. If you think you've got something weird, uh, message the guy with the last name of Pizza and <laughs> see if you're weird enough to be with us.
3: Yeah, It's kind of him to publish uh, all of our work, all of our weird brain ramblings. I'm really excited because today, actually, it just went up at noon. An installment five of Jane six just went up. So, oh, nice. Yeah, so I've got one through five up there. I'm currently writing six, and... Uh, and I don't know how long this thing's gonna go it's I mean whatever I'm just writing a new story
5: exactly good yeah. That's that should be that's four then so that'll be enough saved up for me sweet that I can read they are I, quick I'll too I'll listen and i listen to Thomas Bridgman's dispelling of uh, entertainment
3: yeah uh, before you leave I'll tell you one thing that Stephen King taught me and his book on writing which was so great and it actually I had read it after I'd started writing so it was great but I never know the ending of my stories and I was so heartened to uh, read his book and realize he's the same way Stephen King never knows the ending of his story before he starts to write it because if he can't surprise himself how can he surprise his reader which I completely agree with and a lot of people say well when you start a story you don't like have the beginning middle and end all mapped out and you like figure out where you're getting to no how
7: dull I I don't that sounds so dull. I just
3: have no idea. I don't want to know where Because if I know where it ends up, then the reader can obviously presuppose. It's like when you're watching a movie... Jonathan does this all the time. I was watching this movie with him, and he was like, oh, the girl's in on it. I what We were watching Get Out, which everybody's seen, but we hadn't seen, so we're watching it over Christmas because what an opportune time to watch racism at Christmas <laughs> with the family. And uh, I'm like, the girl's not in on it. And he's like, the girl is obviously in on it. I'm like, no. And like, he kept saying the story before the story was happening I'm like you're so smart and he's like no I just watch a lot of movies I know how stories go <laughs> <laughs> I was That's like oh
4: salability. I do <laughs> I uh, no cool. idea I, I call
6: it all the time like it's like it might, it might take about 45 minutes I'm like oh I already know where the bad guy is you're gonna wait till the end of the movie but I already know where the bad guy
3: is <laughs> I've, 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 I'm with it all the way I'm like oh I'm totally in what's gonna happen I don't know but um I call it like Wonder, Wonder it. Woman well, in the, in the, in the
5: advice man. from the Star Wars vein from The Last Jedi that you can apply to your life is uh, just because somebody did some really cool shit a long time ago doesn't mean they're doing cool shit now.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And you know who, you know what, I can, I have one name for that, and that name is Barry Sobel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Barry Sobel. I I was reading this book from 1987 about comedy and how to be a comic, and Barry Sobel's in the back, and I was like,
7: (laughs) what? <laughs> um, uh? yeah. When I moved here I, when, and I first saw him at an open mic, I was starstruck. I was like, <gasps> Revision of oh, the too. I totally know this guy. Uh, 227, 227. Dr. Katz. I oh, mean, yeah. he was on a lot of stuff. And uh, But then, uh, you know. Yeah, that you know. <laughs> well, I yeah.
3: hope that doesn't happen to you, Steve Poggi, that you fall into No, obscure. man, I You're can to the media
5: seamlessly, so
3: putting it all together. Well, thank you so much for being Uh, here and talking and being awesome.
5: Yeah, see, I might call you guys at the end of the show to do a little recap and uh, make fun of Thomas.
7: Yeah, Yeah, I love it. Oh, you're a beautiful (laughs) boy, Stevie P. Okay, well,
3: we'll uh, wait wait for the light. We'll talk to you soon. Yay! Oh, Steve Bogey! Yay! Steve Bogey. Uh, hey, we are here. It looks like uh, Loud Josh is outside smoking, token it up. Uh, He could have done it inside, but that's okay. Uh, I am here with Thomas Bridgman, amazing artist, writer, comedian, improv maven. What don't you do? Plant guru? Musician. Musician?
7: Yeah. You've got the, you're all over the place. I'm all over the place. Oftentimes, like, uh, you know, germs.
3: Yeah, we I learned about TB a lot yesterday because we were watching something and Jonathan was like, what is TB? And then we looked it up and it's like this terrible disease
7: that spread
3: spread through spit (laughs) and like little
7: globules of... uh, It used to, uh, like, there was a time in which it was like killing lots of people and then there's been a long stretch in which it's just been the thing that you have to get... Uh, a little poke on your arm so you can go to camp,
3: right? Or you know? be a teacher. I have. I've always had to have a, a TB test up uploaded. But for then now there's kids.
7: there's there are um, there are um, drug resistant strains. It's Wonderful. A, yeah, we're all gonna die. Yeah, I know it's an ugly way to die.
3: Well, I mean. There's so much biological like warfare that exists that we just don't even... There's so many things that we're like, we know so much. And then we're like, we don't know anything. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they have so many ways to just release it into the... I don't understand why they don't just... I mean, maybe that's what fentanyl is. Like, my brain just went faster than my words came out, <laughs> so I'm sorry. I was going to say, why haven't they figured out a way to kill all the poor people? And I was like, oh, it's fentanyl. Oh, it's the opiate addiction. They're like...
7: fentanyl. It's the one... that car. Is that the new one? That's the one that is like... From China. A grain will kill you if you don't yeah. have a huge habit. Wow. Yeah. What's the use of that drug? Like, why did chemists make it?
3: Uh... And they've been adding it to all the drugs now, too. You can find fentanyl even in Coke, which makes no sense because it's an upper and then also it's it's an opiate. It's a a fake opiate. I think
7: someone's just trying to get rid of it. They just made a lot of it. They're like, I don't know. It's a
3: little dangerous. Let's
4: just tell people
3: it's Xanax. Yeah, right. uh, But it's, I mean, it might be a big plot. To kill the people, the undesirables yeah. of this country. Could that, be. I mean, I don't know. As and hey, you're listening to the Altacast here on Mutiny Radio, spreading socialist conspiracy theories, yeah. one, one d- disease at a time. Uh, so, what are you up to right now, besides Tim's Tesseract? Let's look. You're all over that. You're. I mean, are we allowed to let everybody know who who you are? You're the. You're the bear exoskeleton Contessa, yeah?
7: Yes. Uh, in, yeah. in many ways, I'm a vessel for her. Um, <laughs> much like uh, much like Valis, uh, um and uh, the Philip K. Dick uh, uh, alien intelligence which inhabits his body. Um, I am... Uh, it's very
3: funny, the bear exoskeleton Contessa. Uh,
7: thank you. I, I just... I. I am a connoisseur of fine dining and I enjoy cooking and because of my um background in uh, in garden design and installation and and uh arts and crafts and stuff like that I thought it would be fun to do uh a a sort of um Martha Stewart slash uh you know Ina Garten um barefoot contessa style thing but as uh, as an alien who's horrible,
2: right, so it's great. It's, <laughs>
7: Um, she writes about food slash torture for Tim's Tesseract.com um, Galactic Table Talk with the bare Exoskeleton Contessa is the name. Um, her real name is Gorn Shrax Nine um, with a lot <laughs> wow. of AKAs. She's also known as the Flesh Betrayer, the Ruined One, uh, the Engorged One. Um, she's um,
3: It's very funny. Just kidding. I am unhindered by remorse or pity. I feel nothing but pain, rage, hunger, the ecstasy of murder, and the joy of spreading love through Cooking for members of the aristocracy, ranking higher than my own standing.
7: Yes, <laughs> it's she's great. She, she kowtows. She's really into she's really into class. Like she she likes the aristocracy. She doesn't mind because she's pretty high up. You know, she's right, doing right, all right. right, right, right. But right. Um, I was inspired by the fact that Ina Garten, the the bare uh, the barefoot Contessa, whose recipes are. Like undeniable they're objectively beautiful. Yeah. Um. Even even if you screw them up, they're great. But she was actually, um, her background. She was she was the nuclear strategy policy analyst for the Nixon White House. Shut up. Yes. Ina Garten. That. Ina Garten was the nuclear strategy. Policy analyst That's for insane. the Nixon White House.
3: I've seen her do some amazing brunches with her gay friends yeah. that she has over, and they're drinking champagne. She's like, it's just so easy. She's amazing. She I is. don't, yeah,
7: <laughs> I don't think that her having been um, a part of Nixon's cabinet, I guess, um, or just advisors, I don't think that necessarily means that she's a hardcore, you know, conservative, um, considering her her predilections um, for. Equal treatment of human beings, despite uh, whoever. But she,
3: I think she's a Republican because she she has lots of money and she wants to keep it. She has beautiful, beautiful houses. She's like, oh, and you want to get? Just go buy, you know, twelve quail. Yeah, locally sourced quail. British game heads.
7: quail eggs, like yeah. yeah. So uh, quail, quail eggs. They're (laughs) just amazing. Tiny little things. Yeah, and um, uh, yeah. I mean, I have, I I have a, um, a. a pretty encyclopedic, whatever. for yeah. the stuff I'm into, knowledge of uh, of sci-fi uh, literature and and movies and TV shows and stuff because I was born in seventy eight, so I was seventy eight. Yeah, I was old enough for oh, that is nice.
3: Drug bus They're after ya. Yeah. Who is that? Tooting out on the street. Up oh, 21st, of memory brewing. They're trying to. It's a beer delivery. Beer delivery. Deliver it here. Oh, they're backing up. Backing oh, it up. Back yeah. it right up into Muni Radio.
7: Just kidding. We don't. That's a fine mother trucker. Won't you back that truck up? Well, uh, that
3: which other ones are you writing besides Intergalactic
7: Table Talk? I'm working on. Uh, I'm working on a Misconnections slash Casual Encounters style. Um, uh, uh, you know. Multiple entry, you know, small, small like classifieds style uh. thing with Timmy. But the the thing is with that, uh, you know, I wrote a whole batch of them and sent them off, and um, and we talked about it. The unfortunately, the. The reality we're faced with right now in terms of comedy but also just uh society is that you know uh, a lot of people are, are are feeling empowered to talk about the sexual harassment and, and, and sexual violence probably, the, i know but babies, um and, and and on you know
3: they the casting couch? What? Yeah, they have since, like, 1972, you dumb bitch. You just woke up now? Like, 45 years after? Everybody saw Mad Men, right? Like, (laughs) women have been subjugated since the beginning of time. It's just the way it's been, and suddenly now we're like, Hey! Look what's been happening, feminists! Whoa! I, I think it's all like a look over here so that we don't pay attention to the whole net neutrality thing. I really feel like it was all just a big puppet show to be like, Look at this! Women have been subjugated since the beginning of. Not not all people hate black people, but they all hate women. Like, oh, <laughs> so, yay, shit. yay.
7: Well, I, I <laughs> uh, I'll say this: my my uh, Timmy and my um, hesitancy mm-hmm. to release uh, a bunch of you, you know um, like. Misconnections Written from the same Sort of Murderous perspective As The bare Exoskeleton We felt a little Uncomfortable with it So we're sort of Retooling it To to make it Just kind of More funny In different ways Because that's Obviously uh, Something I'm I'm fully capable of But um, uh, And then I'm working And
3: and he's trying And Timmy's trying To make sure That this is not A political blog No, no It's 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 very clear That this is a humor This is a sci-fi Humor It's a cartoon world Website It's not meant to be like, come get your news from yeah. Tim's Tesseract. Yeah. It's like, da-na-na-da-da. no, <laughs> that's not it's what just we're doing there.
7: Galactic silliness uh, with as many laugh lines as possible. We want, I think, we we all want it to be just really hysterical and something that people want to go back to uh, um, regularly. You know, we want it to be like a bookmark on their on, on the top bar of their browser. Absolutely. You know? um, and check out
3: the weird shit at Tim's Tesseract. <laughs> exactly.
7: So we're, we're also, we've been, t- uh, Timmy's idea, he won- He he mentioned this, um, because he and I will oftentimes talk about uh, Alf and Melmac and Alf. Alf. Uh, Alf I loved Alf. Alf, Alf right? Um, Except that he
3: hated cats. He he, ate cats. Well, didn't he
7: didn't like hate that. cats. He loves cats because they eat cats. Cats, cats are like cats. the most delectable thing in the world on Melmac. But here's the thing, like, Alf, <laughs> Alf on the show, Alf, like, Seriously, never had a cat once. Never. He, I mean, he lived in a house with a cat, and right. he was never able to catch it or eat it. So he's really unsuccessful with it. It's one of those, like, you know, once a year you get a lobster, you know, for your birthday or Christmas kind of thing.
3: And then you don't eat it, and you raise it in the bathtub like Homer Simpson. Yeah,
7: exactly. You raise it in the bathtub, <laughs> and, it, and it continues to grow. It continues to grow. Pinchy, oh, pinchy. Yeah, so oh. we're going to do some, um, like, basically cat. At restaurant review stuff. Awesome Fr- from, from Mel-Mac. Melmac. Yes, Melmac has fi- has factored in. Um, Melmac is a. Uh, um, a major player uh, in my the latest dispatch from galactic table talk um, which it will be entitled no harm no foul uh, <laughs> F-O-W. spelled F-O-W-L. Yeah! Uh, yes um, and it's yes. about uh, it's about space chickens which are and not a lot of people know about this uh, and uh, actually I'm surprised to, to find out how many uh, actual astronomers space scientists have no idea about space chickens well they they are um, a direct result of of Melmac's predilection for cats, uh, the chickens were—they just ran rampant. Nobody was eating them; um, they're just breeding all the time. Uh, so there were tons. It's and like
3: Elk Grove it, in California.
7: There you go, Elk it's Grove. C- it's
3: a city where they—they—they they, uh, they have wild live chickens and roosters, and they perch in the trees all over town. And you can look up, and you see they have these huge long feathers that come down, and they're these. Wild chicken birds. It, you, you it's a lot like it that. It's a lot like that. Yeah. But as we all know, but space Melmac space chickens.
7: Space chickens. Yes. Well, because as we all know, Melmac um, was destroyed. Uh, Melmac blew up uh, and I, I believe it had to, something to do with a, a, a goof up by by Alf himself I think he which is I, why he escaped yeah he escaped and you know and the thing is like it's not a big loss Melmac was a planet populated largely by uh, used car salesman game show hosts stand-up comedians I mean the the schlockiest people the neediest schlockiest worst clothes worst hair kind of people in the world right. um, and so when Melmac was was uh, destroyed um, a lot of uh, its populace—they uh, th- weren't necessarily burned uh, in the in the decimation of the planet. They were just ejected into space because what happened was, I think Alf—I uh, think he, he was he was goofing, he was tinkering, and uh, and and actually reversed um, the uh, gravity on the planet Melmac, and so everything Melmacian um, uh, in terms of uh, its place of origin is now uh, s- space Ian um, so all the <laughs> chickens that hadn't been eaten yet on Melmac that were just hanging out gobbling things up um, they, they're they all floating through space in, the, in perfect uh, uh moisture free. Uh, freeze the the vacuum <laughs> of space is actually excellent for the preservation of meats. This I don't know awesome. if you guys. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was wondering. What what are, they, what are these valued on on the black market right now? Uh, inc- incredibly high or incredibly low, depending on your vessel. If you're if, if and and it's just the luck of the draw. You know, I mean, if the market gets flooded because somebody finds a rich vein of space chickens just floating uh, around, say in an asteroid belt or uh, some kind of nebula, some sort of space cloud that you know provide to, uh, um, some uh, binding qualities to to these clouds of floating frozen fowl. Um, then it, you, all you got to do is put out your space net and scoop them scoop up, and it just depends on your cargo hold how many you've got. Now uh, uh, supply dictates uh, market price, as we all know. Um, <laughs> That'd and be rare. exactly. So there have been there have been times in which uh, happy times in which uh, uh, space chickens were widely available perfectly preserved no there's no freezer burn in space i don't know wow. if you guys are aware wow, of that you don't get any of that whitening of the of the of the skin the flesh there's no crystals in the bag there's it, no it bag it definitely
3: affects the flavor when you have the for certain when you have it in the freezer for too long
7: and i'll tell you something if anything space actually uh, increases the umami uh, of a chicken
3: absolutely because it's going to be aging it's going to be perfectly aged
7: exactly like, it's almost like
3: dry aged because there is no moisture yes there's
7: right. no yeah. moisture However, the moisture
3: contained contained within the
7: bird. Yeah, amazing. Sealed inside. How delicious. It's amazing. I mean, you can even... Honestly, I've I've had this. This is a rare delicacy, but I've had space chicken feathers. (laughs) When have you ever wanted to eat a chicken feather? Never, right? Well, I'll tell you something. You take one of these feathers and... uh, with the right temperature and seasoning, you deep fry this thing. Deep fry—we all—that's an ugly phrase sometimes, but um, really, the the beauty of deep frying is you're essentially encapsulating the moisture of whatever it is you're cooking, and that actually breaks down the proteins and the cell walls enough so that it's soft and tender and delicious.
3: It makes a lot of sense. I've been to uh, Japanese restaurants where they first bring you the the fish. They take off like a, a mackerel, and they'll they'll give you it as sashimi. But then they'll take the bones and they'll deep fry that and then put that on a plate and you eat the whole thing. You yeah. eat all the bones. Yes. And they're just crispy and the way they're deep fried, it's just like it, they crunch in your mouth and they don't like perforate your, you know, whatever. It's just something happens in that process. Yes. And you can eat
7: the bones. Yeah. So, so the way the preparation I had of the space chicken feathers deep fried, the 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 uh, hollow uh, stem of the feather down at the bottom, you know, like old timey oh, pens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, bechamel sauce. Okay. <laughs> what? With
5: bechamel. Bech-
7: XML. A- yeah. and, and as soon as I get my hands on some more of these feathers, uh, it's going to be buffalo. We're going for buffalo. Like buffalo sauce. Like a spicy ranchy Exactly. App. So you take your chicken feather, you deep fry it, it's full of buffalo sauce, then you have an inkwell of blue cheese dressing. Oh! You tap it in there, and you write just the word yum on your tongue. That's... And write, and I mean, I <laughs> think that's going to be a big hit. Um, so that's going to be coming soon. Exactly. So, just right. yeah. Yeah, space let me, chickens. Let me know when you uh, get some of that. Happily. I'll throw yeah. some money towards it. Absolutely. And and I've been thinking about doing a big old-timey uh, Wisconsin-style fish fry, but with cats and just <laughs> see if people want to have the true Melmac. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I'm down with a lot of Alf heads. I know a lot of Alf yeah, heads. You know, They're if everywhere. You
6: did a little more research, you'd probably spend less money and just really find somebody in the world that's doing a cat barbecue.
7: Yeah. And you know what? That's a sore subject, but I appreciate you bringing it up. I have been paying a researcher (laughs) to do some research for me. Um, Unfortunately... Jordash is not the most reliable. Uh, I haven't seen. um, I haven't seen anything for yet. Jordash. Jordash. Yeah. His last name is Corvette.
3: (laughs) Jordash Corvette. That's great. Sounds like a rapper.
7: Yeah, (laughs) Uh, he does rap. Uh, He raps uh, when he's supposed to be doing research. Unfortunately. rapping with
3: us. So no in in Jane 6, I should have uh, I should have been reading some of the other things and known about the Mill Machens because I actually there was a part of Jane 6 that in the year there haven't been cats on the planet since 2099 because of an alien space race the the uh, humans were supposed to be the food source but unfortunately they sent the lupine to an old folks home where all they heard the humans were kind of wily and fast uh-huh. and the humans weren't they smelled funny but they had these cats on their laps and so they said oh these must be the humans so they ate all the cats on the planet they were supposed to eat 95% of the humans and then leave the last 5% so they could teach them like water saving technology and yeah. save the planet yes. but they just mistook Thank wow. you that cats that's for the humans and so they that's why the humans still exist in 2222 in Jane Six's world that um, gives me that after th- the water wars but I mean if I would have if I would have put in the Melmachian because they could have easily come instead of the Lupine the
7: Melmachians are not one for uh, going far afield uh, as I said they are stand up comedians game show hosts and used car sales very lazy people very <laughs> fucking lazy uh, unfortunate minded people yeah yeah. yeah, I know. If you can call them that. Poor comedians. Malmachians, if they were to come here, I think what would happen is uh, they would uh, fall in love with, with aardvarks?
3: Uh, maybe. Aardvarks an are... uh are similar looking. A, or ant, harpax are ant eaters. Okay, I I, know, no. What they're... I saw the other day was an ant eater. I was at the zoo with a small child, and I was looked at. I was like, "That
7: at the SF Zoo?
3: That's what they look like." The SF the the yeah the SF Zoo yeah. they have that an ant eater is
7: insane,
3: and it's so big. And I've seen them on cartoons, you know, like oh, an ant eater in an old. Um, is that like
6: the same one they've had since I saw as a teenager? Is it that maybe, that, maybe I why it's that big? Is I remember that there being one there uh, twenty
3: five years ago. It has a tongue that shoots.
7: I don't shoots. know how long it they is live. I, but I think they're probably pretty cheap to get a new one. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you know I used I, to work like there di- when Did I first moved Really? There? Really?
7: Doing I, I know that auntie well. But
3: yeah. He, it is. It looks like an alien. It's got this huge tongue and then this huge tongue and yeah. I was like, what is yeah. that
7: thing? It looks like uh, in the first Brian Singer X-Men movie when, uh, when Magneto makes that thing that's supposed to turn all the regular humans into mutants and it just kind of like... Stretches them in weird parts. Uh, it, it, it's. I think it looks like th- it met Magneto. Yeah, stretched that weird nose stretched out. That thing.
3: Uh, so everybody, go to Tim's Test and check out all the weird shit that's going on yeah. there. Yeah, it's, it's also, building. It's
7: building. My my lady friend, Monica oh, yeah. Sela stand-up comedian extraordinaire and boxer and uh, and now writer. Uh, she writes a a um, article uh, regular feature called Horoscopia. She does do horoscopy. So it's uh, all, all of what we're talking about, um, but it's a bit more on the horror end of things. And their horoscopes, but they're very funny and well, extremely accurate. Troubling leaves. Uh,
3: so I'm I'm a. I'm a Libra. Let's check out mine. Libra, September 23rd through October 22nd. Whoever put that elf on a shelf is a real card, especially because you live alone. Yeah. (laughs) That makes makes sense.
7: I'm Uh, an Aquarius. What's uh, what's the Aquarius?
3: Aquarius is uh, January through February 18th. Regret signing up to host that extended family this holiday season? Tough tits. Learning to follow through on your promises will help you grow as a person. <laughs> Plus, you need fresh bodies to secure Krampus's protection during the Yuletide Purge. Yeah, yeah. That's
7: actually, you should take that seriously. Yeah. What,
3: are, what are you, Josh? You just you had yours, you're, t- you're Capricorn? end of November. November, end of November. November 22nd through December 21st. Sagittarius. Nope, nope. One you're a Capricorn. You're a Scorpio. Oh, such a Ooh, you're a Scorpio. Your dreams of a white Christmas will come this December when you wake up fully blinded by the milky cataracts that have been developing ever since Thanksgiving while you went to your uncle's house and made eye contact with the terrifying portrait he keeps locked in his attic. Don't go in attics. Don't do that. Oh, Don't coke, I, I, sniffing I around.
6: past that one, I guess. You know what I mean? Like Christmas, like, well, well, I I mean, Christmas been, wasn't the best, but I can still see.
3: You've been smoking enough doobies that yeah. uh, you're keeping your cataracts clean smoking, and clear.
6: Smoking grand, smoking uncle's lettuce, not
3: yeah.
7: his paintings. I can spot a LASIK job from a mile away but. Buddy. That's a lazy job. <laughs> there
3: was a that was that is very funny. Her her horoscopia, everybody check that out.
7: Yeah, I think she's just about to drop a new one. She was working on it on the plane on our way back to oh. Milwaukee.
3: What did you go to Milwaukee for? Whose people live there? Harris. you so you went and met the fam in Milwaukee? Yeah, in t- negative two oh. degrees. degrees.
6: Was it nice and sunny and no wind? There was lots of wind. It, like it, was yeah, there a
3: free was it a free flight? Did they pay you to come out? <laughs> like, what do you what do you have to do to go to
6: negative
7: two you know weather? What? I oh, have two different versions of hell, the cold one and the hot uh, yeah. one. <laughs> I gotta say, I really had a great time. It was it was beautiful. We had snow uh, right before Christmas. Like it snowed on Christmas Eve day. Um, and it had been about it had been hovering around thirty. Degrees, thirty degrees. But at night obviously worse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna say cold, it's worse. Um but but then it, it, it really dropped and and negative two I to be fair was as cold as it got and that was it went up to a balmy zero uh after oh. brunch. So Did you go I outside to outside. check it out? I smoked cigarettes. I was outside all the time. Is in, that is that your first time in that low of uh, temperature? Yes. Okay.
3: i How could thought, your cigarettes stay lit in that kind of cold? <laughs>
7: Uh, Because I just suck on it the whole time. I can't have my hands out, so I smoke everyone like a cowboy or a farmer, you know? Just tucked in my lip, just dragging and drawing until I spit the fucking thing out and go inside. Wow. Um, Yeah, like the change from negative two to zero, I'm not joking, was noticeable. (gasps) Like, it was like, it's, oh, all right. My arms have uh, separated from my trunk for a second. And this is zero
3: Fahrenheit, not zero Celsius.
7: Fahrenheit. So this isn't 32
3: degrees Fahrenheit. Which no. is zero degrees Celsius. This is zero degree. This is negative freezing.
7: This is a deep dicking of old man winter.
3: <laughs> wow! And you went on purpose. Um, but you met up with your um, ladies' whole family. That's yeah. was it fun. It was great. They loved you. They yeah. were
7: you had so much fun. Oh yeah, they they were wonderful. We'd met before. Um, it was it was uh, just a. You know how like. You, you, Christmas is supposed to feel and look like in Aww. the commercials and on shows. Aww. Yeah, like that. Because also, I, you know, I mean, I had nothing. I had no, uh, no dog in the fight, uh, as it were. Like, there's nobody there to make me feel guilty. Um, right. Doesn't happen I, I, in everybody's family, but right. you know, it's a pretty common thing. So I, you know, I just, I just got to be charming and be around charming people, and it was. Fucking fabulous. That's great. Yeah,
3: yeah. I felt similarly when Jonathan. I got to go down and be with his whole family, and they all had gifts for me. And I'm like, I can't believe you guys went out of your. This is crazy. Yeah.
7: Like I didn't give. You're like I regret setting fire to your garage just now.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But it was the same way. I didn't have a dog in the fight, so I didn't care. I was. No one was gonna. I mean, I have people that make me feel guilt. I got my guilt through came through a card, so that was fun. Great.
7: Where about was that? Where's Johnny
3: from? He. uh, We went to L. A. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Oh, L.A. It right now. It was warm. Mm. Mm. And I got a guest set on a real show. I didn't even have to open mic. Nice. I got a last-minute guest set on a, nice. at the Hip Hop Awareness Festival in nice. Chinatown in L.A., downtown. And huh. their public transportation system is awesome. We yeah. went on this thing called The Red Line from downtown, and it took us all the way to Hollywood and Vine, like blocks yeah. from where his cousin lived. Yeah. And I'm sitting here going, I've been talking massive amounts of shit to L.A., right back since I moved here yeah. 10 years ago and I kind of feel like a dick LA
4: rules
3: it was I just I was always like LA sucks because everyone's in their car and there's no public transportation you well,
4: can't there's get that anywhere too. That does no suck, but it but-
3: does it exists they have buses they have trains yeah. and, uh, it was the 23rd at night it was like 10.30 at night and we were leaving the show that I was thank you Tony Sar and Eric Escobar I had a great time and all the and um, the, what was the rapper's name something the chief I can't remember. Dang it. Uh, anyways, all these rappers and all these awesome people and hip hop and it was so fun and then we get on the tram. It's full of fucking people. Like, it was they like Bart. They actually use it? Yeah. yeah. It was like Bart. It was yeah. full of people and it wasn't just people sleeping. Yeah. Like in San Francisco, it was actual people going places at yeah. 10.30 on a Friday night, Saturday night and I was just, so impressed with
7: LA. Yeah, it's multifaceted. That's the thing. It's like, yeah, everything that sucks about LA that you've ever heard or seen yourself, that's true. But it's a big <laughs> fucking place. Yeah. It's got a lot of, it's like a 20-sided die. Right. Yes, yeah, sometimes you get a fucking one, but sometimes you get a goddamn 20. Right. LA's beautiful in many yeah. ways.
3: and I've always said, look, everybody, everyone's wearing makeup and everybody's looks perfect all the time. No, there's normal people, too. <laughs> I had no idea. Uh-huh. So, anyways, I'm sorry, LA. I, you, you get an apology from me.
7: I've been in um, I've been in southern Idaho, mountainous southern central Idaho, for the uh, the last three weeks before before this trip to Milwaukee, working for um, a, f- a very talented, world class florist, doing Christmas lights and decorations for the the, the wealthy and powerful. Wow. In their vacation homes. Um, <laughs> cool. But uh, i t- I went to Boise, Idaho. And uh I'm about to say some shit. Okay, yeah. I'm about, Throw to, it down. Say, I'm about to say some you cool with this? Alright. <laughs> I went to Boise, Idaho. A couple I'm of Sorry. Times. Thank you. <laughs> That's an appropriate response. Um it's got some some beauty about it. It's got some thing I mean, obviously it's beautiful. That's a beautiful state. It's just that it is it is full of Like the people you only encounter in Walmart, like that's kind of that, uh, like the bulk of the people in that state. Which, Mm -hmm. which then that then drops this. That if you grade on a curve, that means that the people you encounter in Walmart, um, (laughs) in a state that's that's like for the huge Walmart. Oh my God, um, and. I had an experience walking through Walmart and actually asking people questions that they never answered. I had oftentimes just a dead-eyed stare if it was a woman. And Were you asking about abortion or where's the apples? Like where were you? you A little from column A, a little from column B. Excuse me, where are the aborted apples? And um, (laughs) do you have a satanic uh, prayer altar here? I need to sacrifice uh, a goat, a chicken, and a child. A space chicken. I have a space chicken here. I wonder, where's the buying department? Is there acquisitions (laughs) here in this Walmart? You don't trade? Do you barter? Um, The men whose eyes I I met... uh, it was shocking. I haven't felt like... I haven't felt male aggression in the form of like... This dude's never even fucking seen me before. Talked to me. Has heard a word out of my mouth. Doesn't know what kind of car I drive or anything. They've taken a look at me. And whatever it is they think I am, they hate that thing so fucking much. <laughs> yes. I'm not... Uh,
3: Is it was it your were you wearing that hat?
7: Yeah. It's a cute hat, but I had this hat in my glasses, but I mean otherwise I looked basically like a redneck. I had a Carhartt vest on oh, that was well, all piece of shit New York boots. <laughs> If it would have but said cover- Boise, they would have left you alone. But I cover it. I know. So is this a sp- is this for a team? Is this the
6: New York Giants hat? They're, yeah, they're no. They, might, they, they don't more have more a like team Bills, in Idaho. You know, there but, is but no still, team. But they watch football. They right. all have their. own And that's why game. they might hate you, know you is mean?
3: because like they yeah. don't have a team. And they looked at you and they're like, "Look, this motherfucker. He's got a team." I mean, he's I saw. Got, he's from
7: California. He's yeah. got twelve teams. <laughs> I saw their pulse quicken. Like you could, I could see their skin actually moving yeah. around where you would take their pulse faster and like their cheeks flushed like they were blushing I wasn't a hundred percent certain they weren't Interested in having sex with me, but it felt much more like they wanted my, their fist to have sex with my fucking eye sockets, like right, just beat right, me yeah. to death. And in now the parking this is, lot. and and now
6: you're 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 not referring to a rural 300 population. This is town. Boise, this you're is the,
7: referring to the, the
6: largest, capital. Of the capital, the largest capital city, Boise? the city. Yes, which is more probably just a town with buildings, but they have to call it a city so they feel like a state.
7: It's got, it's got. Really cute neighborhoods of the you know the young wealthy middle class. The is, young there is there like a downtown financial section? There is, and I didn't go to it.
6: Uh, there, I was there. They don't have work. like like some ten story skyscrapers with some shitty capital
7: firms. More than out, ten, like. I think they have more than ten stories in some of them. But I mean, it, it's a bustling uh, city. But then it's uh, it's been built out in sprawl. So mm. so uh, you know it covers a lot of ground. But it's sort of uh, it's sort of I would liken it to like the suburbs. Of Seattle, where it's like oh, like it strip suck, mall really and then a bad. Long I lived way. in Seattle. Maybe yeah. I know, I, 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 I've, I've yeah. gotten stuck Red, in the suburbs. In right? Seattle you know, yeah. so I went to high school in Bothell. I would tell
6: people don't leave Seattle if you visit. Like just just stay there.
7: Yeah. If if that's all you know, you'll be you'll
6: be fine. Definitely don't go to Kent.
3: So what? You, so you. What you're saying is that Boise is filled with Republican. No,
7: no. I would not say that. No, Boise. They're not. Uh,
3: they're not Trump supporters. I, I
7: I know that I really came down hard on on the the folks I encountered at Walmart, <laughs> but Bo- everyone else that I uh, had contact with, which were mostly people related to the floral industry, because that's what I, the work I was doing. Um, really cool people. I could have met them anywhere, and I just wanted I wanted to like fold a note and like put it in their pocket and that they find later that says get like get somewhere else like get you out. deserve better just get, get, out. Get, out of, get out of here because there's more for you yeah, um, this, isn't, this doesn't have to be it but it strikes yeah. me as the kind of place where you can own a house probably oh. you could probably have enough of a job to pay for that house and, and if that's uh, your thing most things are che- you know cheaper than they are I mean here it's like, like a cold Mexico it's a stri- it's like a <laughs> Boise the cold Mexico Mexico.
3: Things are cheaper. You can afford stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cold. to Boise,
7: the cold Mexico. Si, <laughs> <laughs> sí, por supuesto. Boise, Idaho. Es <laughs> <laughs> <most> <laughs> no es carro. Es, I don't know. Uh, they have public I don't know, transportation there? See sí, por supuesto. I was behind a lot of buses uh, in a box truck. I, I I sort of moved as limply as they did through the streets, so I did notice the buses. I, they don't have any kind of a light rail, or it's a lot. Of, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a lot of motherfuckers with a Chevy Suburban that they just bought. Like right, right, people who good Americans. With like after the that last like gasoline panic, people still went ahead and bought a fuck. F- Suburban, yeah. Well, when you have twelve they children, fucking giving them away. Why are they at still making point? them? I mean, I mean, you I know figure
6: like you, you, you we're well, like, well, now that I have to save fifteen thousand dollars on getting it. I can spend fifteen thousand dollars on gas, and I break even. There you go. <laughs> I think yeah. they're even giving. Let's away. just
7: burn it all no up. No
6: bullshit. I actually think they're even giving away like like gas promotions, like Chevy oh, and sure. Shell. I mean, no, excuse me, Chevron, Shell. Five thousand dollars in like, gas Yeah, I, d- yeah I get it through Costco or whatever the fuck kind of thing.
7: You're yeah. gonna be stopping for. About doing a Slim Jim, anyways. Go ahead and fill her up because you know, as soon as you left the house, it went down to half.
3: Here's the thing you just mentioned Slim Jims. Uh, This is something that's very sad. they're, slim jims are super expensive compared to actually good beef jerky. If you look at the yeah. ounces, it's so it's like $2 for a slim jim and it isn't even real like beef or whatever. But you can get a real bag of crave that's like 3.5 ounces for, you know, 4.99 and if you do the math, it's actually cheaper to get like the good organic real beef jerky than to eat that disgusting slim jim which well, is probably made of nutria meat. Like it's, who knows what it is. It's heart. That's it's the first
7: ingredient. Heart. heart? Yeah.
3: It's beef heart. I stitch it. Yeah. Beef wow. heart with
7: like some fat and seasonings injected in the center. That's why when you Captain bite, you can tell I eat a lot heart. of them. Yes, yeah, snap into beef. I fucking
6: love Slim Jims. Beef? They're so bad for me, but they work great after a hangover. I swear to fucking God, they're like little miniature thirty-five. To help you puke beers. up the
7: last of the wine and it, whatever
6: the fucking <laughs> gnarly out. grease from every single animal that's involved in that thing just really sucks all the, the rest of the alcohol out of the stomach. I yeah, think. I, I I
7: haven't agree. been drinking.
3: Kind of like Jack
6: in a Box tacos.
3: <laughs> nice, yeah. those are important. Uh, I haven't been drinking a lot because this Christmas time, uh, Jonathan's family is relatively sober. I, I had two beers basically over the whole of. Christmas Christmas, and I'm just wondering uh, what your Christian light or Christian Christmas libations have been. I haven't had any eggnog this entire season, and I am remiss.
7: I feel like I need to go out and drink some motherfucking rum and eggnog. Perhaps I uh, actually have taken the last four weeks. To see if not drinking alcohol will uh, make my depression and anxiety, my life and achievement consuming depression and anxiety down a notch. Uh, so I had, um, I had a brandy old-fashioned at the fish fry we went to in Milwaukee because it's tradition. And as you learn in um, Pamela Anderson's classic barbed wire, um, you should always drink to remember, not drink to forget. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like, oh, I'll have this. It's not me alone. It's not... Like, me just every fucking day. This is built into everything I do. Always going to have a drink a day. My depression and anxiety went down a tremendous amount. Really? Yeah. And when I had the brandy, old-fashioned, and and later in that trip, like, a glass of wine here and a beer there, I didn't follow them up. I didn't keep going. I, I sort of reset the clock a little bit. And so I feel really... Uh, that was a big achievement for me. That's that was huge. Tricky.
3: Not drinking for a month, that's yeah. big. Or even I'm
6: on day three, and that's the longest I've gone in quite some time.
7: Congratulations. Jesus. Why are you not just really pissed off at everyone right now?
6: <laughs> uh, there's other shit to be pissed off. Yeah.
7: I, 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 had, I will admit, I had some withdrawal symptoms. I was pretty unhappy. Uh, I'm still kind of dealing with a little bit of a creative dry spell, considering how prolific I've been um, over the last like six months uh, up to now. I've written like an album. Wow. Uh, but they're jingles. They're like one minute long and there's that no sounds, lyrics. That's hilarious. Yeah. It's all on my phone really? or my doesn't iPad. Make money?
3: Well, I mean, if you don't have any lyrics, that's
7: easy to add lyrics I want to sell these so bad. Yeah, geez, like
3: just
7: five, five hundred bucks a piece. Podcast jingles. Bucks a piece. Oh, no <laughs> way. Way cheaper. I'd say 50 bucks a piece. I mean, I'm turning these fucking things out. Yeah. Anybody needs a podcast uh, opening jingle that sounds like it should have been on the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack Uh, I'm talking all 80s synth funky uh, like 808 beats and just the kind of sound that makes you feel like you want to shake your ass Uh, I've got about 50 of them
4: yeah
3: that's amazing 50
7: bucks a pop
3: that's that's that sounds amazing Uh, I don't I never drink I'm never creative when I drink anyways Um, I've been drinking less
6: that's not true you still bake really good shit when you're wasted
3: (laughs) no that's true that's true and that's very creative but that's in my being like baking cookies and and doing cooking actually before I get to what I was going to say I'll tell you guys this and I'll give you one Yesterday, I made the best new pot treat. I It's a no-bake, and I've never done a no-bake before, right? So I went to the farmer's market, and I got all of these fresh dates, and I took out all of the s- things from the tops and the insides, and then I kneaded it together with a bunch of um, candied sesame seeds, and oh. then I added oh. stuff to make basically granola. So I had brown sugar and uh, poppy seeds and cherry, dried cherries and walnuts and oats. And then I added the my pot butter I, I um, and then I kept kneading, kneading, kneading that all together. And then I rolled it out and I cut them all evenly so I made them, so I knew how, how much was in each one and they're about 30 milligrams a piece. And then I rolled them in um, powdered sugar and on the top, I put some coconut. That sounds evil. And I'll, I'll, give their, I'll give you guys there. I'll give you guys one right now, right? And you can tell me Bless what you, know. you think of the new
7: flavor here. This year, for me, uh, food-wise, dates. This is the year of the date for me. Like I have discovered, those mushy cockroach-looking little motherfuckers are one for one for each of you. Thank you.
4: I
6: had uh, to save mine for later. Um, I, I'm moonlighting right now, and yeah, so, that's great.
4: Uh, I
3: but. Uh, that's why it's in a little to-go cup. There we go. We're getting Thomas Bridgman's. Uh, th- yeah, tell us what you think.
7: Miss Pam.
3: Are they really good? Do you really like them?
7: Oh, I'm a you have won my them. heart. Miss Pam. They're <laughs>
3: no bakes. They're really amazing. easy. I, I've never, I've never done a no bake before. I usually always, you know, stick them in the oven or I, like the the crackers. So for for the holidays, I made my weed thins and I brought them on the plane and they're all like. They're